Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6. Yes, it is a Saturday, and I am on from 3 to 6. Tomorrow I'm on Sunday from 12 to 2. And next week, the same Sunday, 12 to 2, but Saturday, 5 to 6. And uh, we are uh, well into a lively discussion about uh, Michael Cohen's testimony this week and kind of the broader implications of that. I'm not here to parse his testimony, to defend Trump, to condemn Trump. Not at all. I'm I'm just trying to point out they confiscated millions of documents from this guy's office, which is the most alarming thing about this story, to be honest with you. Making the privileges go away that you have with your attorney who is meant to protect you from an all-powerful government is a very serious violation of our rights and protections. It's not a privilege. It's a protection. The Bill of Rights are protections against a government that we imbued with what could be limitless power if we don't limit it. And a lot of it, a lot of the Bill of Rights is about how we get to defend ourselves. So when they start saying some people like the Parkland shooter don't deserve a public defender, never pay attention to that. It's the one entitlement in the Constitution, from what I can tell, you are entitled to a public defender because you need, even if you're destitute, to be able to defend yourself against an overreaching government. So the fact that Michael Cohen's office was raided, to me, is the most serious issue regarding this whole affair. But uh, I've got some calls, and I'll take some more, 404-872-0750 or 800-WSB-TALK. My last call was Jim, and I just want to... He he said a bunch of stuff that um, all of which... Uh, much of which I could actually back up. So let me just hit his three points real quick. Then I'll get to some calls. The uh, first point he said was that the FCC should require that two different um, category categories exist or whatever. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he was saying there there should be a disclaimer on stuff that isn't news that's presented as news saying this is just opinion. Well, it's worse than that. It's that... Uh, the news is not required to be true any more their any more than the NFL is required to be real that's that this is uh these things are adjudicated the case i just tweeted at monica perez show the case i'm thinking about with the fcc with news not having to be real is jane aker and steve wilson were a couple of fox reporters whose true story about hormones in milk was suppressed by a phone call from i think roger no two roger ailes from monsanto and uh, and they won at first, having been fired, I think, for pushing back on the, the ruling that Fox telling them, burying their story. But they lost 
I guess it, it kept going up. It kept being prosecuted. But you can see the you can pull a thread on the hit on the article I just tweeted. Uh, it'll get you, you know, if you're interested in researching it. But but the bottom line was they lost their judgment because uh, the judge ruled that news does not need to be true. So it's basically take it for what it is. Entertainment, just like the NFL doesn't need to be real. Gamble at your own risk. Take it for entertainment. Uh, that was one thing. Also, I recall, and I could not read the entire history of FCC regulations in the break, but I remember reading, and um, I'm sure you can find it, that the original FCC licensing emerged not because people couldn't determine how they owned the uh, broadcast spectrum. Basically, you start broadcasting, just like soil you start farming it nobody else already owned it it's yours and it was doing the same thing uh and you want that in land or in radio or whatever because you get people to start using it if that's the way it's like a good incentive to populate whatever it is you're trying to populate and in this case it was the airwaves but the powers that be didn't like the messages there was one particular guy who uh i can't remember what his message was that hopefully i'll be able to get to that at the next break but you can find it where uh, they did not want willy-nilly stuff out there uh, without some uh, moderator, curator. And that's where you get these FCC licenses. So it's really designed to uh, control what we hear. And then the last thing, uh, oh, last thing Jim said was that they passed a law, it was an amendment to a law, where... It used to be banned to propagandize, to to uh, push government propaganda on the American people. And the last thing that journalist Michael Hastings, who died in a fiery crash in L.A. under what people thought might have been suspicious circumstances, I don't really know, but uh, his last article was about uh, this law coming down where they allow, now I don't know if it's allowed to be directed at uh, infiltrating the American mind or if it's just okay that it's uh, collateral damage but propaganda is allowed in this country uh, by the US government to the people so you can investigate that that was Michael Hastings last article and so that's some good stuff I consider these at least places to go to try to put some meat on the bones of how things are really working so I want real evidence I want to see legal cases. I want to understand the history. And this is just the kind of in-depth answer the questions that I want instead of the Michael Cohen, trust me, he's a bad guy. And uh, look, I have a picture of him. Doesn't he look bad? It's like, that's not evidence. <laughs> you know? Actually, there was a picture in evidence. He said evidence that he's like, well, another thing that he did was he had a fake buyer bid up a portrait of himself at an art auction so that his portrait went for more than like Mick Jagger's portrait, something like that. And as evidence, Michael Cohen uh, submitted a an article in the newspaper that talked about that, that Donald Trump's portrait went for a lot. And he said, it's got Trump's handwriting all over it. And it did. And the handwriting was Michael C and an arrow. So like he was telling him, I don't know what. But nothing, you know, and it doesn't mean anything to me. So these are the so-called evidence that people think came out this week. And I found not one bit of evidence that was compelling. So let's uh, let's keep with the calls. I'm going to 
Mark, Mark, you are on with Monica. Hi, Mark. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Awesome. So this is the funny thing. I, I heard the, the diatry between you and Jay going back and forth. But what's, what's funny is that you've got a 17 or 18 or $20 million slush fund that Congress has for sexual favors with interns and all kinds of problems that Congress has actually violated. <laughs> right. We have we have 20 or 30 or 100, probably more than that. But yet we want to talk about something that may or may not have happened with a guy who was a private citizen who had a brand that has happened probably 100 times. But let's not bring up. Let's not let's not get down to the fact where we've got congressmen who are using taxpayers money. Now, if Donald Trump would have used my taxpayer money to pay for Stormy Daniels. Okay, I may say I guess that's cool then because Congress is doing that. Oh so, yeah, that, what does he? Maybe he has access to that. It could be, but yeah. And yeah. if so, wouldn't you want just an investigation with like legal standards? And why would it be on the? Why would it be televised twenty four seven? Like I didn't even think about and that. that and, and, and that's my point. We haven't had any tele. We haven't had any discussions or televised discussions or investigations in front of any panel about the sexual. You know, little dinuendos that have gone on with Congress for the last 5, 10, 15 years. Where's that investigation? Well, Mark, well, where's have you, investigation? if you ever, did you ever hear of the Franklin cover-up? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so it was, I believe it was primarily implicated Republicans, but the idea yes. was, yes. you know, there was yep. pederasty among, and pedophilia among Republicans, and I, I don't know if it was there that I read it, but <clears throat> the idea that you could you intentionally want compromised people in positions of power. You don't want the investigation. You don't want a clean house. What you need is to have people who have been compromised and that you have evidence of it so that you can control what they talk about. I mean, that's that's an excellent you know, that's I think that's realistic. Yep. No, I, 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 I just I, like I said, I, I just think it's funny that we're looking at a private citizen we're having a congressional hearing about a private citizen, but yet we have documentation. We have documentation in front of Congress of congressional oversight people who've, who had sexual favors being done with at taxpayers' money, and they're not upset about that. All right. Look, look Mark, I'm going to ask you to do something for me. I, sure. I will say one thing is that. I found recently over the past year since the Parkland shooting, it is very difficult to get uh, real research on on big stories. A lot of stuff is buried. Disinformation is there. There's fake news on purpose. Uh, Also, when the entire news industry does not focus on that stuff, it's very hard for Binkley and I to just go to original documents, read, you know, I'm trying to sort through this Michael Cohen stuff, I've got, you know, just, I still had 50 pages of original court documents to sort through before the the (laughs) show. And I want to, so there's a lot of stuff I can't do, but I might could do that. So if you, I don't know if you tweet. I do. You do. do. I tweet tweet a lot, by the way. Oh, tweet at me at Monica Perez show. Give me a couple of links, like threads I can pull and, and I will uh, see if I can do a special report 
if not on the air, but I think it would be good on WSB, but I also do a podcast with Binkley called The Propaganda Report. And that topic, because it does fold in with other stuff we've been talking about, the Epstein pedophilia thing. And I, I, yep. I and so I would love to at least reveal that because I look at these common things and I think the same thing. I don't even want to talk about this, but the fact that we're talking about it is the is the story, in my opinion, because of what you're saying. What are we not talking about? That, that's that's the bigger point. But I, I I'd be glad to send it to you, Monica. And huh, uh, I, love it. Uh, I mean, I I got some documentation. I think will that it, that will will show what we're talking about to be uh, to be really some cool stuff. Yeah, let's. Uh, all right, Mark. Thank you very much. I'll look for your tweet, uh, Weldon. I'm gonna <clears throat> wait for you after the break because I want to give you some time. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Of course, you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. And uh, and I do want to get to, let's play, Binkley, at the bottom of the hour, let's play the Stormy Daniels clips and that really interesting clip that Epstein's victim's lawyer said about Trump. Let's go to his uh, character in these particular cases. I'm not talking about stuff where I think they don't deliberately don't focus on what there might actually be some evidence. I, I wonder if it's a very high level distraction. But in any case, uh, I think that people will be fascinated by some of the clips that you have. Uh, we'll do that at the bottom of the hour. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. No, never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> On News 95.5 <laughs> at AM 750 WSB. We are back. I want to uh, take a call. Weldon, you've been waiting. Thank you. Weldon, you are on with Monica. We're talking about the Cohen investiga- Cohen testimony in Congress. What you got? Hey, Monica. I just wanted to discuss the gentleman, Jay, the comments he was making. President Trump and what they did, I believe, was on his time and not our time. I wonder what Jay would think about the affair between Monica and Bill Clinton that you and I were paying for. That's interesting. And you know what's even a little deeper than that uh, is that that was a distraction from the Vince Foster investigation. Now, that was a more serious crime. Vince Foster's, what happened was Miguel Rodriguez was investigating for the government on the the Vince Foster suicide, and he said that the government's conclusion that it was suicide was wrong and that further investigation was required. He resigned because they wouldn't do it. Brett Kavanaugh took his spot and then just whitewashed the whole Vince Foster thing, and Ken Starr, I believe, uh escalated the Monica Lewinsky thing just to distract us from deeper crimes. And I haven't heard, I mean, Binkley pointed out at the break that this testimony was actually pursuant to, or Michael Cohen's relevance was pursuant to the Russian collusion accusation of which he, there is no evidence. So it may even be the opposite where they're manufacturing this because there's no underlying issue rather than burying the real underlying issue. But anyway, I'm going a little far field for you, Weldon, but I understand what you're saying. You are saying that there is a double standard and that what Clinton, it's even worse than that because what Clinton did was actually in the White House, in the Oval Office. Uh, but I but I, oh, but I, do think that this stuff is all how I, oh, what, what I said in the very beginning, which is this tragedy and hope idea, this idea that we have to have two parties both 
ultimately serving the same master and the same and the master is CFR the Royal Institute of International Affairs who whoever I don't know who the master is but there are a lot of foundations a lot of networks around the world institutions that I believe the controllers of those transcend uh, parties and national borders and I believe that people like Stacey Abrams and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez are are puppets of those entities with created legacies. I'm hoping that tomorrow on the show from 12 to 2, I can get into some more stuff I uncovered about what BS, it seems to me, Ocasio's backstory is. I mean, the timeline, I can't even make it work. And and I think that, they're, that they themselves are there to serve this higher power that absolutely transcends party but they use the party conflict to keep our eye off of that ball and i would love to see them uh i would like to see anybody kind of pull back the curtain but i don't think it's gonna happen we're gonna try though and uh but binkley i am interested in the clips you have i think they're fascinating we're gonna play those at the bottom uh you can call 404-872-0750 800-WSB talk or tweet at me at monica perez show monica perez it's all you oh my god I knew it! I knew it! On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. And uh, we at 5 o'clock, top of the hour, we are going to have Garland Favrito from Voter GA telling us about a very important call to action, critical for voter integrity. Uh, time is of the essence, so listen in. Uh, also, I got a, a direct message, which thank you very much for correcting me. Such a simple, basic error. Uh, earlier, we were talking about the FCC, and I mentioned uh, uh, this CNN as being broadcast, but it is not broadcast. This DM says not broadcast. The FCC has no input and no broadcast licenses required. Same for FNC and MSNBC. Excellent point. So uh, I want to take a quick call and then I want to get to Binkley's interesting clips that I think shed a little light on or maybe counter Cohen's hearsay. We'll we'll throw a little hearsay in there, but uh, it'll be interesting. Okay, I'm going to Jeremy. Jeremy, you're on the air with Monica. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, good afternoon, Monica. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's very nice to speak with you. I was... I was uh, just, I, I've got an echo, I do apologize. I was just calling because you uh, really piqued my interest earlier with uh, kind of saying something I've been saying for about 10 years now, that it's one snake with two heads. And, uh, you know, we're all just kind of being led in the same direction no matter what. <laughs> you know, yes, they, they yes, yes, the, the welfare warfare super state. Why not the libertarian third way of neither? You can't compromise? Let's just go with the 10th <laughs> Amendment and have neither. Uh, and I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. With that, with that said, I've always had a question, and I can't, I can't get an answer. And that's that's by design, I'm sure. I'm just curious what your opinion is. Who is they? Who are they? Who are them? Is it some kind of cabal that's leading us all in this direction? That is, is after one goal, or is it? I, I used to think it was the banking families, but I think that's just a that's a, a smokescreen. But I'm, I'm just curious what you think. Yeah, that's a, a great answer. Um, great question. And yeah, I feel like anything that's there for us to latch onto to answer that question is probably 
uh, is probably a smokescreen. But I really don't know. Maybe stuff is hidden in plain sight. So I try not to go down the normal conspiracy avenues. But I, the, my kind of rule of thumb is always I don't know whether it's the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, or Rhodes, my three R's of who's at the top. Winston Churchill himself called it a high cabal. There's uh, John Coleman, a real guru of the conspiracy, wrote the Committee of 300, which was there was a circle within the circle of the Council of Foreign Relations, which is a daughter of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which I believe was what Cecil Rhodes established. And he, I'd, I'd heard this before, but James Corbett just was doing stuff on World War One, and, and he went through this also where Rhodes, Rhodes' idea, he set up a round table, I think it was called, his idea was to reinstitute the British Empire, but under underground surreptitiously to get the u.s back in their fold which i think the fed did federal reserve is really a bank a lender of last resort to european banks i think and that is exactly what it was used for in 2008 so that supports that theory which was in existence before 2008 and that he wanted english to be the spoken language around the world to have british style social democracy to be the accepted political form and since that stuff's all happening i have to put a little credit there uh, so then you have uh, the big banking families, Rothschild, uh, all the nefarious activity of Rockefeller, who very deliberately rehabilitated his image as being charitable, but then set up these charitable foundations that are tax exempt. They do not they can be controlled from the grave, unlike a normal inheritance, which um, is limited by the rule against per- perpetuities. You can't make a decision of how things are going to work forever. These are, are immortal entities. And if you watch Norman Dodd's interview on YouTube about his research for Congress, which was originally, he did it for the Reese Commission, but the one before that, which kind of fizzled out, was the Cox Commission, which was Cox Radio, that the Governor Cox, many years ago, tried to get to the bottom of it too. And, uh, but Norman Dodd was shut down. But what he had discovered was the Carnegie Endowment, for example, was deliberately trying to foment war. And then we ended up with World War I about our entry into World War I shortly thereafter in order to change our uh, basic assumptions about liberty and even to rewrite our own history. So to change our culture from being individualistic to collectivist. So you've got a lot of forces back there, and I think they all kind of work together. And you see the institutions, the World Economic Forum, the Bosch Foundation. You see all these, you can see many, many institutions, Rockefeller, uh, I think the Google guy has one now. And they all kind of work towards the same goals and act like it's totally accepted that these are what the goals should be. The UN puts out the sustainability goals. They seem to all work in concert right now. And my assumption is that they're really just funneling all the money and power to the top and uh, and the control. And um, is it family? Yeah, I think it's probably families. But I think other people enter and exit. I, I don't think they have loyalty to the people in the group. And I think they have to enter, let new blood. But that's kind of how I think it works. That's that's the best I can go with right now. And I think it's satisfactory because my bottom line is I don't know what news is real or not, but 
I do know when news is being used to take away my rights. So when Cohen's office was raided for no good reason, every single thing was taken, even though there was absolutely no chance every single thing pertained to whatever it was. I don't even know if there was a warrant. There was a warrant, but they won't tell us what it said. So that's when I say I don't care. I don't care about the underlying crime at all. I care about the rights that this person is being robbed without any commentary from the media or even civil rights organizations. So I don't care what the real answer is. I just know that if we retain and maintain our protections and funny enough, I'm very cynical about where the direction is and how powerful that group is, that um, powers that be are. But I will say, I think maybe the only hope for liberty is or ever is just kicking that can, just keeping it at bay. That malevolent force is always waiting in the wings. And I have concluded that uh, elections with integrity, and I talked earlier about Jeff Adachi or Adachi, who uh, died in San Francisco recently after being the running the public defender's office and exonerating the guy who allegedly murdered Kate Steinle, he was elected and the machine tried to get rid of him. Willie Brown pushed him down and inserted somebody on top of him just in time to run against him. And he defeated her. And, uh, and he was really a champion and an example of like how hard it is to get rid of somebody who, uh, who has the respect of the people. And, and there's a chance like Ron Paul, I feel like there's a chance that you can get somebody elected, uh, but there's probably no chance you can get somebody appointed who is going to fight the good fight for you. So that's why I want to talk to Garland at the top of the hour about Georgia's elections, which rate very poorly. Despite his activism, let's try to help him turn that around. Uh, thank you so much for calling, Jeremy. Binkley, let's hear. The first thing I want to hear is, so Michael Cohen spent the week just slandering Trump, bashing him. Maybe tomorrow we can play some of the clips of uh, uh, Wasserman Schultz just saying, just spewing stuff not in evidence and asking Cohen to just pile on. And he's like too smart even to do that. But we can, maybe we'll save that for tomorrow because I really want to play today this clip of... uh, To the extent Cohen was just saying over and over again, if you listen to it, Trump's a bad man. We're all good and bad, but he's he's mostly bad. You know, that was literally that's almost a direct quote. The bad outweighs the good. That was it like that. That that, this is testimony. So. Let's hear somebody else's testimony that that's not true. So Binkley, set this up for us. Tell us who it is. And then let's hear it. This is Bradley Edwards. He is the lawyer for over 30 of Jeffrey Epstein's victims, been fighting against Epstein for over 10 years, been fighting on behalf of the victims for over 10 years, has personally interviewed Trump on this subject. Does everybody know who Jeff Epstein is? The convicted sex offender who was facing potentially life in prison but got a sweetheart deal, which ended up getting him basically a slap on the wrist. Right. So what he all, what he did was he arranged underage prostitutes or sex slaves for high-powered people, and funny enough, everybody gets protection. There's mm-hmm. no expose, and uh, but it's been in the news lately because Alexandra Costa, in Trump's administration, was the guy who gave him the sweetheart deal. Now you have argued, and I think it is true that he was under a lot of pressure to do so. That doesn't exonerate him, but uh, but but I think the reason they're now bringing up this thing about Alexandra Costa, even though they he was appointed already is that 
they're trying to it's possible that they're trying to implicate Trump that he has cronies who are in on this and all that. And they're hoping that if they open that can of worms, Trump will slither out. But uh, that I never really thought so, because like I said before, he's a germaphobe and a cheapskate. I really do not think he's or uh, actually that wouldn't count if you're a germaphobe. But uh, I don't think that he is into underage girls. I don't think there's any evidence of that. I just I've never seen it. So what does this guy say? Do we play it? Yes. Our current president has had relationships with Epstein in the past. Are those uh, Katie Johnson and maybe other victims who have accused Trump of being involved in things like this? Um, in my experience, Trump supporters will not listen to anything along those lines. Obviously, we're not a court of law here right now. But are those claims of those, though that case was dropped? It was dropped before it went to, to court. In your opinion as a lawyer and your experience, is there anything you can say as to the validity of those claims or whether or not there will be any, you know, any more about that? Nothing at all. I, the only thing that I can say about President Trump is that he is the only person who in 2009, when I served a lot of subpoenas on a lot of people, or at least gave notice to some pretty uh, connected people that I was going, that I wanted to talk to them. He is the only person who picked up the phone and said, let's just talk. I'll give you as much time as you want. I'll tell you what you need to know. And was very helpful in the information that he gave and gave no indication whatsoever that he was involved in anything untoward whatsoever, but had good information that checked out and that helped us and that we didn't have to take a, a, a deposition of him. And that was in 2009? That was in 2009. Uh why aren't they interviewing that guy? Yeah, I don't know. It's mind-boggling <laughs> that they can accuse him through a loose association with Acosta of being involved in international sex trafficking, but oh, they don't yeah. interview the lawyer of the victims. That's very, yeah, right. I mean, I, I do not think that's a worm that's going to slither out no. of the can of you know Epstein and Acosta. So I thought that was very interesting. Then after the break, maybe coming in from the break, let's play clip eight, which is... Uh, a little backstory on Stormy Daniels, which regular listeners have heard before, but not enough. Not enough people have heard this one. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Bring big drama show. Let's go. Let's do it. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We have to have a contest one time to say who's what. Oh, my gosh. First person to call. I have a prize pack. First person to call to identify who that was in the clip. Big drama show. Who says that? There might be no winners. Then we'll give it away again in a half an hour. But if the, anybody knows what that is, uh, they get this prize pack. A pair of tickets to see Casey and the Sunshine Band Thursday, March 14th at Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and the Cobb Energy Center box office. First to call and get that reference right... 404-741-0750 gets the tickets. I better uh, I better tell the <laughs> screener who it is. So, Binkley, tell us. Um, uh, we've got this clip from Stormy Daniels from 10 years ago. Why was Stormy Daniels in the spotlight 10 years ago? Because she was pretending that she was going to run for office because she was a political operative trying to, trying to bring down a Republican. David right. Vitter. Yes, yes. And I've heard this clip before, and I looked into it before the show to see if David Vitter has ever come out and said, D she's a charlatan. 
She's a charlatan. She's a huckster. Don't, you know, don't fall for her nonsense. We've been down this road before. And uh, do do we know when the affair allegedly took place with Trump? With, yeah. I think 2006 or seven. Maybe? I feel like it was before this. Yeah, I think it was. Definitely. Suppose allegedly. I don't believe it. And think of Melania 13 years ago. You think he's stepping Smoking. out with with Stormy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. All righty, then let's uh, let's hear that clip. Have you been recruited to run against uh, David Vitter? Uh, I have. This is not something that I asked for. I'm apparently I'm being drafted. By whom? Um, a group of politician. Uh, I'm sorry, a political group down in Louisiana. The Democrats have put out a statement saying, "Look, they're not the ones behind this. This is this is not coming from the Democratic Party officially." Uh, do you know otherwise? Um, as far as I know, this is not the Democratic Party. It's a a grassroots movement. It's independent, although, once again, I'm not really sure who it is. Yeah, that was a very cute Freudian slip. A group of politicians, and then I found an article about it that said it was students, little mischievous little students at the local college who really wanted to, you know, thought she was a great candidate to bring down Vitter, who had some sexual scandal up there. Well, there was a Democrat political operative that was found to be involved in helping her, and they actually faked a car explosion to go along with this whole uh, charade as well. But they didn't kill him. No, no, no. No, I remember that. Oh, yeah, we went through all this when we did, um, we filled in for Mark Aram one night. During the break, let's find the episode. Do we have that? Did we ever get that? We might not have put that show up because it was off our regular thing. But um, it would be great if people could listen to it because it was fun. But we'll get to it again if we we can't find it. We'll have to uh, get through the... I have a feeling Stormy Daniels, we haven't heard the last of her... So at the top of the hour, we're going to have Garland. So let's wait for that. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.